Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an episode of Signal Fire Radio. Only it's a Signal Fire short, which is just like Signal Fire, where professionally ambitious veterans have encouraging conversations designed to feed the mind, strengthen your body, enrich your spirit, and grow your tribe. And today, I could not be more excited to have this conversation uh, that we're about to have. And before I introduce our guests, I just want everybody that's listening just just to think for a second. Stop for a second. Close your eyes if you can. If you're driving, don't do that. But just remember the last time that you were at the water. And then maybe ask yourself, why is it every time you go to the beach, you go to the lake, you go to a, a nice stream in a mountain valley, why is it that you feel better? You think a little bit more clearly. You're maybe a little bit more emotionally attached to your physical environment and the people that are there with you. Well, our guest today is Dr. Wallace Nichols, um, and he actually took the time and put the research in and made the connection through neuroscience to connect that brain-body connection and say exactly why it is that we feel better, we perform better, and we're just genuinely happier when we're near the water. Dr. Nichols, welcome so much. Welcome to Signal Fire Radio, and thank you so very much for being here. Oh, my my pleasure. That was a great introduction. Uh, <laughs> well done. Oh, it took me. You took me to my water right there. Good, good. Yeah. So let's let's go back because you wrote Blue Mind, the surprising science that shows how being near, in, on, or underwater can make you happier, healthier, more connected, and better at what you do. You wrote that book, or that book was published in 2014, right? Can you take us kind of back to the beginning? Like, what what made you want to pursue this research and to, and to publish this information? Yeah, good question. There are kind of two main motivations. One, uh, I was working as a marine biologist and seeing kind of like things things weren't going well for our oceans and our lakes and our rivers. And I thought our approach was missing something. Um, and simultaneously, um, I recognize that my career and my entire life has been somewhat dictated by my love of water and being near the water or in the water where I lived, um, my chosen vocation, my education, and so I got to wondering like, if, if um, this emotional connection to water is strong enough to rule my life in many ways, um, what's going on? And, you know, and then the other part being, if we, tell, if we tell a better story about why our oceans and lakes and rivers should be healthy, maybe we can um, be healthier ourselves and improve the health of our waters. So I went looking for a book um, about our brain on water. I went, I went looking for a book like the ones about your brain on music. I thought there's got to be a book out there and uh, couldn't find it. I, I wanted to read it badly and then learn and apply the work and I couldn't find the book I wanted to read and tried to convince some smart people that they should write it. And I failed at that. And then it basically just kind of came back to me. Uh, 
if you want to read this book, you're going to have to write it. So that's kind of what led, led to writing. It took five years, finally got it done, got it published. And then, you know, the fun part started, which was talking to people like you about the science and the practice of, of Blue Mind. Yeah. yeah, let's let's start there then. Let's start with some of that science that you research. You know, in the book you discuss the psychological and emotional benefits of of being near, in or on uh or underwater. And I, I just a quick story anecdotally, I've had I've had like a a 3 or 4 month stretch of transition, moving into a new house, my wife opened a new business, my daughter started back to school. And so I've had increased levels of cortisol and stress and anxiety and all those things that come, you know, with everyday life and, and running business and, and being professionally ambitious. And yesterday, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I was talking to my wife after work, we're walking around tending to our chickens doing that stuff. And I was like, hey, I've blocked Friday, I have to go to the ocean. And I just I have to get in the water. Like I just need to feel submerged by ocean water, whether we surf or fish or, or just go out there and sit with our, our butts in the sand and get in the water, you know, I felt that I needed that. So can, can you inform that a little bit just from the, the psychological and emotional benefits or, or maybe even just the call first? Like, why are, we, why are we called to the water? And then when we get there, what's actually happening to us when we're there? Yeah, so you, what you just described is is kind of um, the classic case of um, blue mind practice, and it begins with a, a recognition of something we call red mind, which is um, our new normal. And so, red mind is what makes us, what drives us, and what makes us really thrive and compete, and you know, put someone on the moon and win a win win a fight right it's the fight or flight response and it's such an important part of how we're built um, but in modern times modern humans are being kind of bumped into fight or flight mode all the time so your work life starting a business building a house moving your stuff raising kids those are all stressors in a way and you pile those up and then you add technology, social media, um, pandemic stressors, politics, your news stream, news from around the world about everything that's going wrong at the same time. Mm. Um, maybe you have additional health concerns. Uh, maybe a family member does. Um, and that's our new normal. That's, that's kind of like bright red mind. And so if you don't have a plan to step back and calm your nervous system on a regular basis, you will, I promise you, you will move from red mind to gray mind. And gray mind is burnout, despondency, um, mild or severe depression. It's your body and your mind saying, I'm not doing this anymore and kind of shutting down. And so a lot of people toggle between red mind and gray mind. Um, when they start feeling overstressed, they caffeinate, they sleep less, they work harder. Um, they may self-medicate in ways that make matters worse and cause more red mind in their lives. And so that's, 
So that's the backdrop. So blue mind is what you described. You're like, I need a break. My body, my mind, my life, my emotions. I need a break. I'm going to the water. And as soon as you start thinking about going to the water, your brain starts to move into this other mind state. Mm. As soon as you start imagining picking up your surfboard and walking down the beach and paddling out or casting, putting your butt in a chair and, and just watching to see if you catch a fish um, or hanging out with your kids. As soon as you start th going there in your imagination, your chemistry, your physiology starts to shift. Of course, when you arrive, you get that first glimpse of the water, you get this dump of feel-good chemicals. When you get to the water, visually, auditorily, and even somatically, your body, when you get in the water, things are simplified. You get a lot of bandwidth back. And your body is getting that signal that you're, you're okay. It's time to rest. But you, you don't shut off. You move, you move into a blue mind state, which is restorative and restful. It's calming. But it also boosts your creativity. It's those, those are the times when you get your, the aha moments, the insights. Um, it's a great context for connection with the people you love, um, with the places you love, with your ideas and your thoughts. And so that's, that's Blue Mind. And for a lot of people, um, water plays a role. And it can be a big ocean, it could be a lake or a river, but it can also be a swimming pool or a hot tub or even a bathtub. Um, even a painting of water or a film about water. And possibly for some people, this podcast about water is helping them slip into a blue mind state while we're discussing it. I hope, I hope that's the case. Um, so everybody has access to their blue mind. Uh, you just have to prioritize it and do it as as you described in, in your anecdote there. Yeah. In, in your book, um, you talk to top athletes, military veterans, like you, you, you researched such a broad group of people and, and what you just touched on. I felt it personally where I feel like I have some of my best ideas. Um, when I'm at the ocean, it's, it's for me, it's the ocean. Um, not so much lakes, but you know, like a mountain Valley river stream, I can kind of get there too as well. But when I'm at the ocean, I just, all of a sudden my creativity sort of unlocks and maybe, you know, complex problems or challenges that I've been working on all of a sudden start to fall into place. And it's like, oh, I, if I do it this way, then I can see how I have a path forward with this complex solution. Do you have any, any specific stories from your research that really stand out to you from, from people that you spoke with that had that aha moment that went and just did something that is now so maybe culturally relevant or, or, you know, technologically relevant that the water was that great connector for them? Yeah, it's, it's incredibly common among people who make a living um, through their, their creativity that they will, they will move themselves to a place that enhances their creativity, such as a beach, the ocean. Um, Pharrell Williams, who's a, uh, he's a lot of things. He, he's a musician and he, he uh, is a designer and an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, he says that he, he credits 
the sound of the ocean and growing up in Virginia Beach um, uh, in a in a, a place called Atlantis, uh, part of Virginia Beach, he credits the ocean uh, for giving him his his creativity. The rhythm of the ocean um, is where he derives his 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 creativity. Um, many you know top athletes, as you mentioned, and and performers and creative people um, will go live stressful lives and they'll go to restore themselves at the water and, and to, to float in the water. Um, Steph Curry, uh, basketball player, um, he likes to go use float tanks uh, to reset. Um, one of his, his colleagues, uh, Clay Thompson, another basketball player, um, has a boat and he gets on his boat and goes out on the water um, when he's, he needs it. Uh, he jumps in the ocean, the cold ocean, uh, Northern California ocean when he needs it. Um, so you've got, you start looking around and you see, wow, people are, are doing this kind of intuitively. Um, sometimes it's, it's encouraged or prescribed by their, their coaches or their therapists or their uh, health practitioners. Um, Einstein famously liked to sail and said he got his, his ideas while sailing. Um, one of my personal sort of intellectual mentors is a guy named Dr. Oliver Sacks, great ne neurologist who passed away a few years ago. Incredible mind, incredible writer, incredible thinker. And he said he got his best ideas while swimming. Mm. And the guy was a good idea factory. I mean, he just had so many brilliant ideas and he'd keep a pad a yellow legal pad and a pen um on the pool deck or on a picnic table by the lake or nearby so when he got his ideas he could hop out and jot them down and not forget them because sometimes you're in the water and you have the the best idea of your life you're like okay i got to remember that and you don't remember it <laughs> uh so you want to you want to have a, a way to um record those insights that sometimes pop into your head um, while you're in the shower, in the bathtub, or, you know, going for a swim or a walk on the beach. Yeah, you, you mentioned Steph Curry and doing doing uh, the dive tanks and whatnot, and something I've been paying very close attention to as, as a Marine Corps military veteran myself, and in Wilmington, North Carolina, we have a very big military population and community here and and we'll talk a little bit about you coming to wilmington here in a few weeks to to speak to our community um but the the, the sensory deprivation tanks have become you know kind of um a, a modern approach to uh medical protocols in dealing with things like tbi ptsd um things along those lines. Are you able to inform why that works or why that's why that's being recommended so frequently, you know, within the within the veteran military community specifically? Yeah, so float tanks, um, for people who aren't familiar with the technology, it's a it's a soundproof, light proof uh, insulated pod that come in many shapes and forms and sizes um, that has about 18 inches of hyper saline water. So as much salt as you can possibly get the water to hold. And it's heated, warmed to the temperature to match the surface of your skin. So imagine, and you float like a cork. 
So when you're floating in a float pod, float tank, you it's hard to put touch your butt to the bottom, even in 18 inches of water, because wow. you're just so buoyant. Um, you you can't feel. It's like your 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 body and the water at the same temperature as is the air. So you really kind of lose track of where the where the air begins, where the water begins, where your body begins and ends, and you just feel kind of connected in there it's it's you you sort of lose lose track of where where the the water and the air in your body begin and end there's no light there's no sound so it is the the ultimate blue mind experience really um nothing is giving you information about anything other than your own mind and it, chances are you've never experienced that in your life mm. even in the womb you had your mom's heartbeat, right? Your mom's gurgling stomach. Um, you know, you, there, there was more going on in your, in the womb than there is in a float tank. So you're in there and people go for 60 minutes or 90 minutes. Some people go hardcore and go longer. Some people freak out and go shorter. Uh, and you, you know, you cycle through maybe the chatter you know, your ruminations, you know, the loops that you've got going. And you kind of get tired of that and those fade away. And then you move into the kind of a extreme blue mind state. And it's, it's the most nothing you've experienced. And in that place, various things can happen. Um, some people just freak out uh, and don't like it at all. They don't care to be that alone with their thoughts. But a lot of people find it to be um, deeply restful, restorative, clarifying. Uh, if you go in with a problem you really want to work on and focus on, um, it may take you in, into some, some deeper places uh, to do that. Um, it's great for jet lag if you're traveling. Uh, but the, the clinical research that there's a... a good friend named Justin Feinstein. He's a neuroscientist and he's been studying the neuroscience of, of floating. And what he's finding is that there's little better for post-traumatic stress for anxiety disorders, even depression than floating without any stimulation while in water. Wow. And he's, he's been doing some pretty brilliant clinical research. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying drop everything else you're using and doing and just jump in a float tank. I'm not saying that. I'm saying add it to your toolkit. If it's not currently part of your approach to your emotional well-being, try it. Um, give it three tries. Schedule three floats before you decide a yes or no. Uh, because the first time you get in, it's... It, Frankly, it might feel a little weird and unfamiliar. Um, the salt, if it gets in your eyes, is, doesn't feel great. Um, the next time you you kind of you know the routine, and the third time you're a pro, and then you know come to your conclusion whether this is something you want to do regularly. Uh, so, if, if you're interested in the in the peer review research, um, go to go to Google Scholar. So do a search for Google Scholar, go to that web page and, and look up Justin Feinstein and read his, his recent publication. 
reactions and uh, you'll you'll get you'll get the feel for uh, the kind of research that's going on and and uh, the potential that, that this has. So that, that said, when you're floating on your back in a pond and you're happily content, that is on that continuum. It's not as extreme as being in a lightproof, soundproof pod, um, but it's on that continuum. Your bathtub, uh, floating in a pool, um, being in a boat, uh, it's, all, it's all on that continuum. So Justin's research holds true to some degree for all of these activities, including surfing or fishing. There's a, a, there's a float tank aspect, albeit it may be very mild, um, not as, as extreme blue mind, mild blue mind. Uh, but I, I think the research is 100% applicable to all of these um, floating kind of activities that we do when we're near or in, or even underwater free diving uh, or swimming in a pool. Um, I'm really, really excited about, about Justin Feinstein's research. It, it kind of puts um, uh, more science behind this concept, behind the blue mind theory. And uh, he's a great communicator as well. So I def definitely look him up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave some links in the show notes uh, to be able to go and find that research and, and link over to it directly. We, you touched on something that I think is really important Dr. Nichols, you know, in, in our society today, like everybody's looking for the quick fix. And what's the one thing that Instagram or TikTok or somebody can tell me to do that's going to fix XYZ problem about me? And it's really about having a lifestyle, a, a, a number of different tools that you carry in your toolkit that you bring out. Um, at different moments when you're feeling a certain way. And in your book, you talk a lot about the blue mind lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit about like, what does that lifestyle look like? And then what are some of those practical steps that people can take to implement some of those things? If, if this conversation that we've had with them so far is resonating. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're lucky enough to live in Wilmington, North Carolina, or here on the Monterey Bay or in any other place next to stunning wild waters, you're, you're, um, you're lucky. <laughs> uh, and if you're not taking full advantage of the emotional, uh, psychological, social, and even spiritual wellness benefits of that water, um, you're missing out. And so what I like to do with people is walk through something I call a blue scription. It's kind of like a prescription that you might get from your doctor or your, your health practitioner, uh, except um, there are really no side effects and you can't overdo a blue scription and go, go hard on your blue scription and, and you're, you're always going to be okay. You just get um, happier and happier and, and happier. You, <laughs> Yeah, no, no downside. Um, although if you do surf too much, you might lose your job. You could, uh, but that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. Um, but the uh, the idea is to go go through the list and say, okay, what's the water you can get to, the wild water that you can get to from where you live, from where you work. If you had to go straight to the water, where is it? What's its name? What can you do there? Is it a pond, a lake, a river, an ocean? Um, what about the domesticated water, the pools and the tubs? 
uh, this, a spa, a float tank, uh, a public pool, what's available to you there? Make that list. So now we've got two lists going of water that you can get to. Maybe there's some water that you can get to on the weekends only, or maybe it's a once a year vacation. Put that on the list. Uh, maybe it's a once in a lifetime goal. Put that on the list. Um, and then what's the water in your city, like a fountain or a waterfront? So the urban waters, make a list of, of those spots. Maybe it's during a lunch break, you sit by a fountain and have a, have a, a relaxing moment um, during your work day. Um, or take a walk on some on a riverfront. Uh, a lot of cities in the world have nice waterfront um, walkways these days. Uh, and then what's the, I, I call it virtual water. What's the art or the film or the poetry or the song or the photography that reminds you or takes you to that watery place? So maybe the movie Avatar, the recent one that's like all about water. Or maybe a Jimmy Buffett song, late great Jimmy Buffett sings about water a lot. Um, maybe it's a poem, a Pablo Neruda poem. He's one of my favorite, favorite poets, writes about the ocean a lot. Um, maybe there's a, a stunning photograph of your favorite ocean, a uh, patch of ocean that you want to hang on the wall or a, a painting. So that's all the virtual water. Um, and then the last category is imaginary water. So when you close your eyes, what are your best watery memories? So make a list of those. That's a, a good a good way to achieve blue mind when you're maybe stuck in traffic or something. Uh, obviously, don't close your mind your eyes uh, while driving, as you said earlier. Um, but you know, you you asked, what's your water? What's the water you think of? And so your imagination is this powerful thing, uh, and your memories of the water you love are some of the best memories that you're carrying around right now. Okay, so now we've got five lists, hopefully, of ways to practice Blue Mind. And we can sort those out into a plan to do Blue Mind every day. And I, and I always say, do it for 23 minutes. Set out to practice Blue Mind for 23 minutes. And that may be simultaneous with a conversation. It may be simultaneous with a meeting with somebody at work so you're sitting next to the water. It may be solo and private in a, a, a solitude moment. Uh, it may be your wild water. It may be a bathtub. Uh, it may be just enjoying the sound of waves on an app as you drift off to sleep. But come up with a plan and, and you know endeavor to practice Blue Mind daily. Uh, and, I, and I like the number 23 because it's, it's an odd number. It's a prime number. And the 23rd letter of the alphabet is W for water. So it's a reminder of that. Um, but if you set out to do that as often as possible uh, and, and sort of schedule your, your day to include more water time, more blue mind time, uh, what starts to happen is it's, it will become your lifestyle. You know, um, if you set, set your attention and your intention towards water, uh, every day, you will, you will feel it. You will feel less stress, more clarity, more creativity, more connection. Uh, the chances of getting into a gray mind, burnout, drop drastically. Uh, 
you're, you'll be healthier. Uh, if you're including, you know, physical activities near or in the water, um, there's no better place to work out than by the water or yeah. in the water. It really is, is good for your body uh, and your mind. And so that lifestyle, that blue mind lifestyle evolves um, from coming up with that plan and then, and then just doing it, uh, take people with you. Um, we all know someone right now who is stuck and their prop might be in, in, in gray mind and they, maybe they haven't gone outside in a while. Um, take them with you. You know, their name, you know, their address, go get them. And when you go to the water, bring them with you because they, they need it. They may need it more than you do. Um, so that plus one. You know, maybe a family member, you know, it, it may be a fellow veteran, uh, but go, go and, and get them with you into, uh, into the water. I just had a, a guy and his son on an ATV just went by. If, if you heard that, I mean, heard that. <laughs> no, did, we um, didn't, we didn't, we didn't pick that up, but that would have been good to see. Maybe he'll, he'll do a loop-de-loop in the background there. You know, it's, it's interesting the way yeah. you talk about it. Yeah. It's like, and if you're really paying attention, you know, if you if you log on to computers these days, you know, and they have the automated images of the of the backgrounds, typically, typically it's some of some kind of water feature. Um, and so it's almost like this stuff is somewhat being programmed um, to, to to be in our face constantly. But if we're not aware of it, you know, like I my wife, you know, I said on the opening of this is opening up her own medical practice. She opened up on Tuesday and she comes from the family and she has like the gumption and moxie herself to just dig in to get stuff done. And every once in a while, I have to say, we're closing the computer. We're going for a walk on the beach. Like that, that accountability partner uh, is so important in anybody's life to say, I see you trending towards the gray. Um, let's, let's, go together and let's get ourselves back over towards this blue mind. So I think that's such great practical advice. Have somebody who knows you very well and can recognize the symptoms of burnout and just, just take them for a walk down by the riverfront or, or to your point, Dr. Nichols, like it's limitless. It can just be your imagination, a thought exercise, a poem, a song, um, a, a piece of photography or art. I think that's, that's so powerful, especially for the people that don't necessarily have immediate access to wild water like we do on, on our coastlines here. Or if you live in a place where there is a, a body of water where you can just go sit and, and be engaged with your physical environment and allow that emotional, physical, and mental healing to occur. So you Yeah, you're right. And I, I think... Um... But I may, I'm just going to put a pin in that, that uh, the red mind, gray mind, blue mind framework. Um, it's a, it's a, frankly, it's a simplification of some very complex um, emotions and, and a lot of science. It's a, but it's a useful simplification and it makes it easier for us to discuss um, anxiety, depression, burnout, um, people are not necessarily comfortable um, with those terms and applying them to themselves uh, with friends and family, but especially in the workplace and not, not to be, not to stereotype guys, but guys have a harder time mm. saying uh, words about their emotions. 
in our culture, at least generally. And so if you color code it with red and gray and blue, it's, uh, it's easier to talk about it. Yeah. And when we talk about it, it's better. We can talk to each other and help each other and give each other strong tips. Or if you're saying, Hey, I'm feeling like I'm slipping in the gray mind that tells me something. And as your friend, I, I will take you with me when I go fishing and it will help you. And so, um, that, that simple device, that color coding of, you know, our, our basic states, uh, emotionally is, is useful to people just so they can verbalize, um, things without feeling like maybe if they, you know, if you talk about your emotions, sometimes it, it gets weaponized against you in different ways and people are afraid of that. So if you, if you can put it in terms of, you know, a color code, um, that helps with the communication. So that's kind of an important point, I think. For this. sure. For sure. I could, I could probably talk with you for hours and I haven't even gotten to the point of previewing your event here uh, at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, uh, the Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Dr. Nichols is going to be here in Wilmington September 19th from 4.30 to 6.30 um, at Blue Mind Coworking, uh, which is our friends Mike and Julie Donlon opened that co-working facility on Government Center Drive, and they named Blue Mind, they named their, their business after your book and your, and your research and this lifestyle. Um, and, and Mike introduced, uh, I didn't know about your work, Dr. Nichols, until I met Mike and networked with him. And he's like, yeah, I'm opening this place. And then he tells me about Blue Mind. And so I'm just so thankful for the 360 degrees that this is all kind of starting to come because it has personally helped me. Um, and I know it has personally helped other people within my network because once I, like any good Marine, once I learn about a good piece of gear, a good piece of training, I'm going to go tell other people about it. So um, I'm very excited that you're going to be here in person um, and that you're going to be sharing uh, your research and your life and your lifestyle uh, with our community here. And if anybody that's listening is interested in attending, uh, again, we'll put the link to the Eventbrite um, down in the show notes. It's free to come. Uh, there's going to be a Q&A session. And so if anything that you heard here today resonates with you, you'll get this and plus a whole lot more. And Dr. Nichols, I guess I'll leave you with, with one last question um, before we let you get on with your day. As, as the author, is there like one personal experience that you can share that just had the most profound impact on your understanding of the connection between water and, and the human mind or the human body? You know, the, the thing that comes to mind immediately, uh, given the, um, the scope of this podcast is, uh, I've, I've had the, the honor to work with a group called force blue and they are, um, a group of men and women who are veterans, uh, special operators, highly, highly skilled and trained water men and women. Um, many of them who, who are, struggle with post-traumatic stress and uh, associated, um, you know, emotional and physical, um, you know, injuries, um, and what's happening with Force Blue is their skill set is being um, reapplied to protecting coral reefs, kelp forests, sea turtles, um, doing doing missions that are strenuous, difficult, 
and that they are beautifully, impeccably prepared to assist with. And I, I say, as a marine biologist, they'll, they'll out, outwork me five to one. <laughs> um, uh, and, and then they're ready for the next task. And, you know, it's, it's just been an honor to work with them. And, and bring, so day one of, of the training of each mission is Blue Mind. So we go deep into the Blue Mind science and practice. Um, we talk about how everybody's feeling emotionally. Um, we kind of unpack that. And then we move on to, the, you know, coral and marine ecology and, and some of the techniques that they'll be using. Uh, but Blue Mind has been foundational to the work of Force Blue. And I've learned so much by by working with these men and women um, who are built to serve their their service is in their dna and they they're looking for ways to take their their skills and apply them um as a force for good and it's just been so inspiring and on so many levels some personal friends some of my best friends now um uh and seeing the way that rethinking our approach to saving the ocean by including uh, a group of highly trained men and women who get personal benefit by being in the water. It's therapy, but we don't approach it as therapy. We approach it as fixing something that's broken. Um, and there's nothing bigger on earth than the ocean. So the mission is massive. I mean, it's a, it's a challenging, daunting mission. And, um, just a big shout out to to my colleagues and friends at Force Blue. Um, I'm always I'm always in awe of of um, those men and women and their um, their physical skill, their mental toughness, and their commitment to to uh, serve. So uh, I'll 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 leave it with that. Uh, look them up. Look up Force Blue and support them in any way you can. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll leave that in the show notes too. But I'll I'll send you an email. Uh, Dr. Nichols, when we're done, I get the the privilege and honor to host uh, an MC Ocean Fest um, every year, which is uh, a two-day free concert here in Surf City, North Carolina. Um, and it's two days just to honor the ocean. We've got uh, eco nonprofits that participate in it. Um, and, you know, we've had uh, One More Wave, which is a rehabilitative uh, surfing nonprofit for veterans. But I'd love to see if we can engage with Force Blue and have them come out and, and uh, be a participant in it and talk about their mission and vision um, as a part of Ocean Fest too as well, which is actually just coming up in a, in a month and a half. So it's too bad you can't stay a little bit longer because it's a, it's a really fun free concert festival <laughs> yeah. out on the beach in Surf City for a few days. We do, we, do a, uh, we do a vintage surfing contest too with old vintage surfboards and stuff. That's a ton of fun. People really, really like it. So I appreciate the call out for Force Blue and and I uh, would love it if you can connect me with them so I can engage, engage with them further, too, as well. I'll, I'll, I'll make the connection, and you, you may, I may just stay. I may just stay in Wilmington for Come on. a month and a half and, Come on. and hang out. Until... <laughs> we, have, we have another small hurricane uh, over off the lower Antilles, which isn't going to make landfall. So I'm being told that the swell is going to be great here. We're going to have some awesome surfing coming up. Um, so yeah, our, our casa is your casa, as they say. <laughs> Very nice. Dr. Nichols, that. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for giving us some of your time and your talent, uh, and your treasure. And we just really appreciate people like you who take big ambitious risks to try to 
you know, connect the dots that make our lives interesting and special and unique. And we just really want to thank you for being here on this episode of A Signal Fire Short. Um, if you have not, go out and buy Blue Mind, uh, the book. It is a fantastic read, whether you read it on Audible or Kindle or you go get a hard copy. Um, I have a copy of it. Like I said, it really connected so many of the dots for me. And Dr. Nichols, if, if there's any uh, other way that people can get in touch with you or, or can support some of your initiatives, how would you want them to do that? I'm, I'm easy to find. Just reach out. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm at, my email is easy to find. It's just my name at iCloud.com. But uh, probably the best thing is just Take these ideas, use the blue mind hashtag and push it out and talk to people. Uh, you know, I, I don't really have a, an ask. I don't want you to come to my website. I'm not really selling anything. I just want you to take the idea and make, help, make, help us make it common knowledge and common practice um, for those who need it most and everybody else. Yeah. That's really the mission. So if something here resonates, um, amplify it, uh, run it up your own flagpole. Uh, in in the world that you live in and, and the work that you do and apply it and uh, kind of like our friends at Blue Mind Coworking, you know they said we love this idea. Hey, let's name our business after it so that every time we mention our business, we get to mention this concept. Yep, that's just so brilliant and uh, it's like a it's a dissemination tool that's just it's working really well. So. Um, yeah, that, that's what I would say. Just keep, take these ideas and share them far and wide. That's great. That's great. Yeah, we'll be happy to do that. And one ask that I have is to come to the evening with Dr. Nichols on September 19th at Blue Mind Coworking uh, that's sponsored by UNCW Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. I guarantee you, you will walk away with at least one thing that you can implement into your life that will make you happier, make you feel healthier, um, uh, unlock some of those creative avenues that you might need and work through some of those things that you're working on. I want to appreciate, or I want to say thank you again to our guest, Dr. Nichols. And until next time, this has been an episode of Signal Fire Radio and a Signal Fire Short. So when we talk to you next, please go out, feed your mind, strengthen your body, enrich your spirit, and grow your tribe, and go be a Signal Fire in your community, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.